You're listening to The Rewind with Funza and B Tenacity. My name is Funza and I'm chilling with the beautiful lady over here. Hi everybody, I'm Funza. <laughs> so she doesn't need anyone advertising her. She's she so can, big. She can do, she can do it on herself. herself. So the person she is doing a good exactly. job by herself. Hey, that's pretty good. You're listening to the rewind with Punta and B Tenacity. What's up, Mzantinge Kamangubongani Masego, the one, the only B Tenacity. Right now, you're listening to the rewind. I am just one of the hosts on this show. Pete Uponateho, Punta Malibie, here on my side. How are you doing? Send banana makaya. Hi. So, Miss SA of you. Oh, yeah, Barry. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I mean, your energy is making me feel even better. Like, it's oh, gray, wait, it's gloomy sir. outside. But uh, right now, right now, where I am at, on the Rewind, I <laughs> it is sunny AM. Yeah, I thought it was nice. Standard. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm just, uh, like, actually, no, I'm good. I have no complaints. I'm, I'm good. Well, that's good to hear. Now, for those of you who are... When I'm Jani. No, but like, I, not how are you doing? Like, like you know, there's a guy, <laughs> there's a, there's a guy who likes, um, when, when he chats to, uh, Opunza, he's like, how's your heart doing? <laughs> so I'm asking those deep questions. <laughs> Talking stages are such a challenge. Talking stage is so difficult. <laughs> that is so true. Talking stage is the worst audition I have had in my yeah. life. <laughs> so you're basically asking me how my heart is doing. Yes. Well, my heart is being filled with Savannah. So I think my heart is doing quite fine. Oh, Savannah must sponsor you because wowzers. Especially on this youth day. Yes. So for those of you, Mangabe Anazi, we usually record the show on a Tuesday. In Chongba, you guys get it on a Wednesday. Sometimes, depending on how hard we work, we record on a Wednesday. And today, the Tuesday, July, June the 16th here in South Africa, it is a youth day where we commemorate this. Oh, I was about to say the slaying of um youth in 1970. <laughs> This generation <laughs> <laughs> the the massacre that occurred in Orlando Soto uh, in 1976 to our youth here in South Africa. I mean, I don't think Youth Day would turn out like this. What did you have planned for Youth Day in the beginning of the year, if you don't mind me asking? Did you have anything planned? I mean, I just watch no, I never have plans, I won't lie. I maybe like watch Sarafina traditionally, and then that's that. Yeah, I think I think we should all have a Sarafina watch viewing party at 8 p.m. Everyone find Sarafina where you can. And at 8 p.m. tonight, we all press play. Yay! And we all just live tweet whilst we're watching. Yeah, yeah, that would be dope. Well, I mean, the reason I'm asking what plans you had is that I'm pretty sure no one had thought they would be indoors during June 16th. Like, yeah, and you're not planning that far ahead. You're just like, ah, when it comes, yo, when I'm a but, plans, but I mean, yeah, exactly. COVID, at he mix. La Sans, if I was, la 
Ahuna Kolia. But I was just about to say that for anyone who's listening to us outside of South Africa and you're not used to South African culture, June 16 is one of our biggest public holidays. If it's 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 I I, I would dare argue that it's probably uh second best to like New Year's Eve. Cool. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. this Ooh, is one yeah. of this is one of the public holidays where people go in and if you don't plan if you don't have plans, plans pop up out of some way. And it's a huge celebration all over the country. So it's very strange. This 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 June 16 feels somewhat somber, but I guess uh corona I think this would be the perfect time to get into um, Word on the Street because on Word on the Street, um, we we were asking a very June 16 related question. So I think, Bunsa, let's get into Word on the Street and 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 we'll dissect this is a vula. This is a vula. Yeah. All right, let's get into Word on the Street. Come on! Word on the Street. Here we go again. All right, so this segment is a word on the street. On word on the street, we basically speak about, we ask you a question and we want to know what your response is going to be, what you think about the subject matter, and whether you agree or not on what we are thinking and where our headspace is at. And I think since it is Youth Day and we're celebrating Youth Month, we should actually get into uh, this question. I love this question. Um, it's quite a, a, a great one. So basically... <laughs> I'm actually trying to fight it because I do not want to. I don't want to fuck it up. Um, <laughs> it says here, with the constitutional court now allowing individuals to contest in local and national elections, do you think this will have an impact on the overall youth representation in government? Punta, do you want to take this one first or, or, or should, should I take this one first? I think you should take that one. Hey, you question me South Africa, yo. exactly (laughs) well i bongani masego believe that in south africa now that um i actually think i don't think it's gonna change much hey for me i really think there's as much as like it's great enough so if you don't know the constitutional court basically said that this whole thing um the 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 what you call this the electoral act says that um you can only run for an office if you're part of a party a public office if you're part of a party whether it be ward councillor or president mm. but now the constitutional court says that it that is unconstitutional and it's prompting sections of society to either celebrate the historic ruling um, oh, okay, sorry. Uh, it's saying that that is unconstitutional. Um, it says here, on Thursday, the Constitutional Court ruled that by not allowing independent candidates to contest uh, to contest in the national and provincial elections, the Electoral Act puts limits on their rights as enshrined in the Constitution, which makes sense for me as I believe. And I was very interested to see in this country because, I mean, we 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 work with a party system. We don't have individuals running like in uh, America. Yes. The only example we ever use. Um, they've got parties, but you run as an individual representing a certain party, and then the people will choose the individual. Then the top dog from each party will face each other. Do you get what I'm saying? 
Over yeah, here in South you. Africa, we don't choose who the president is. Whoever the president is of the political party is you is more often than not the president of the country. And we don't choose the president of the party. It's the people who are members in the party that go to these conferences, Abu Mangawung and the Nazareth conference and all of those things, and mm-hmm. they elect the president of the party. Then when we choose the party, the president of the party becomes the president of um, the the country. There has been instances and only two instances, and it's been um, changeovers from one president to another where the president of the party in the ANC is not necessarily the president of the country. And that sort of happens like when Tabo oh. was, when Mandela was stepping down and Tabo was the president of the ANC, he wasn't yet the president of um um, the country Nelson Mandela was still the president of the country, so people are saying, Uguti, um, yes, it, it can happen, and it's great to see uh, how Lutuli House and the union buildings worked together to achieve that, but also in the same breath, um, it just it doesn't happen long and strong enough. Usually in South Africa, once you're the leader of the party, you're the leader of the country when your party wins. So, right oh, now, yeah. it's gonna be very interesting to see people coming out coming out as individuals and fighting for their beliefs and what they what they stand for and what they think mm, mm, um, mm, should mm, happen. Mm. And you're not being held down. Because the thing is, a lot of um, um, organizations and small parties were coming together and they're saying that by with this rule that says that you have to be part of a party, it forces someone to align with a party even if they might not totally agree you know you might be looking at all these parties and you think to yourself i want to be the ward counselor but i know i can't be ward counselor if i don't belong to a party so now you end up compromising even though you don't believe in any party that you see you end up compromising just because you want to be a ward counselor whereas now you can stand up and say hi i'd like to put my name on the ballot to be a ward counselor as an Mm. independent you know and then but a friend of mine is like she thinks that it's going to create like a, a, a bipartisan state where we're literally going to have two parties ruling the country. And for me, I, I think if we focus on our topic right here, are we going to see more youth in government based on the fact that you don't need to belong to a party to run to be in a public office i'm mm. hoping so yes but these parties have a lot of money and i think they're gonna buy people out and they're gonna bribe people and they're gonna make sure that certain people do not win especially if they're running independently so i'm not so hopeful for the youth you know yeah hey, but also those conversations above my pay grade like it's very miss south africa are you smart girl wada wada i'm like wow bongani this is intelligent stuff like i should know it but i'm like i don't (laughs) and so everything you shared here is i'm like okay i like thanks i didn't know (laughs) any of this (laughs) should we we let should we let other people um let us know what they think and then maybe later on in the show you can let (laughs) us know what you think all right guys let's see what Mzati has to say about whether they think there's going to be more youth representation in government now that people can run independently i think it's very important to have not just young people occupying um, positions in parliament so yes we definitely i think welcome and celebrate um the 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 welcoming of Naledi Chirwa Numbendulomkatra into Parliament as um of last year. Um because we need fresh voices, fresh um 
perspectives and fresh not to say that um all the generations no longer have things to contribute um but the youth agenda is something that must also be brought forth by the people that are living those lives um and it's very important to have them in those positions but also just generally we also tend i think to overburden these young members of parliament with the youth agenda because over and above the physical representation and participation of a young person in parliament parliament actually has to have um they need to develop the political will and the integrity to have a youth agenda um and to put in place measures that are well informed by research um measures that are well informed by the lived experiences of young people from diverse backgrounds but particularly poor black young people um that are struggling with various things so the youth agenda needs to be brought forth as um an agenda that you know on the parliamentary level that is um and this is just the level that i'm speaking at it needs to become a part of the the very culture of politicking um and and yeah so it's i mean i think it's 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 complex it's complicated so i think it's the same argument that we can make about how just hiring black people because you are compelled to be uh bee compliant and aa compliant or you know whatever the case is um and so you just hire black people for the sake of doing it we actually need to do it because it's because we recognize that black people are competent and um you know worthy and they and you know we 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 need to you know really have an, a more a much more critically um wholesome uh, agenda um that is held by the parliamentary space um as well so if we're thinking about governance on that level i'm not sure if this makes sense it's a pre- it's sorry it's a bit it's a bit sticky because i did say that like structural politics is not really my thing but um it's covid and we are reflecting and some of us have to now also be forced to confront and revisit some of these very difficult conversations that we may have put off because you know they are either a trigger or they are not you know just our intellectual and living space like the parliamentary space so yeah i hope that you can take something from that um is it possible if you're going to edit this to just share with me what you've edited um and then uh, yeah just yeah please presentation of the youth in government is lacking um yes there has been some strides that have been made um with certain politicians that have been uh, put into places of 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 real power or places where they can make real change um and they are being youthful like the uh, uh the the head of the scope committee um you know certain parties also uh, advocating and pushing younger people in their own parties but there's still more that could be done to be quite honest word on the street we go again In March 2020, the World Health Organization officially classified the coronavirus COVID-19 a pandemic. In South Africa, 
our government responded by declaring a national state of disaster. We here at The Rewind have decided to share some tips with you to ensure that you stay protected. Always wash your hands and use sanitizer as often as possible. Avoid crowded places by socially distancing yourself. Leave the house only when you need to do so. Constantly disinfect surfaces that you use on a regular basis. If you have any symptoms, please stay at home. Do not finish the groceries at the store. And stay one meter apart from each other. If you're caring for anyone sick, make sure you have a mask and gloves to do so. Lastly, shower twice a day. We believe that if you stay and you keep on doing this, you will help us fight the spread of the coronavirus here in South Africa, making sure that us and your loved ones are staying safe and protected. This message was proudly brought to you by The Rewind. Hey everybody! Welcome back to my YouTube channel. YouTube channel. Okay, guys. Manjaniyazi YouTube Digest is where all the juicy things happen. But Mani, with this week's YouTube Digest, I need you to tell me if I'm maybe being a little bit too insensitive or maybe I'm not sensitive at all or maybe I couldn't give a... Okay, let's start with La Suisse's Sis Booty Saga. Oh. Right? Yeah. I mean, also... Okay, let me. Why was he? Okay, so what was what the, was he acting? What was happening? Begakala. In his apology, oh, do you think? Oh, you mean in his apology? Was he crying? I mean, yes. I mean, the drama. Like, I don't know. Like, when you apologize, must you be sad or I'm confused? Like, can you just maybe break down for me the 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 scene? I think um, what's what's uh, <laughs> what's uh, very interesting is um, it's 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 so crazy when you have to like uykute and you need to bring yourself back down to earth. And it doesn't seem like he was the only one mm. bringing himself back down to earth. It seems like a lot of his mentors and people who are um, uh, I, I nearly said leads in the gay industry but people <laughs> who are prominent um in the industry like really had a word with him because um if you don't know he posted a picture of himself and he said if sis putty was a person that was the caption and um a lot of the mm. people were saying that is wrong because he's using a derogatory term and he came back with an apology where he was crying saying that um uh, well, I don't, I don't want to say he was crying, but I will tell you the ring light was on. Um, he came back with an apology saying that he was trying <laughs> to take back the term and throw it down. And you know how, how nigger um, has been taken back and reclaimed. He was trying oh, yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He was trying to do that with the term, you know, and um, it mm. went awry. It went all the way the other way. So mm. for me, the issue is, you can't take back a term on your own, you know? It's a movement. Yeah. It's, 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 it's you and it, it starts small. You and your friends say it to each other. And now your community is saying it to each other. And now it's a, a, a standard term that is mainstream within your community, no matter how small or marginalized your community yeah, may yeah. be. And then okay. it spills mm. out into the general public, you know? And then it becomes a term that you guys have now reclaimed um for 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 yourself but it it needs to start small mm. I, I i don't think you can just and just bah 
just through this one caption alone, it, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna just start it, today. We're all I'm gonna, gonna reclaim mm. the word, you mm. know. It needs to start small amongst mm. you and your people and your community. And this isn't just to speak to the LGBTQI community, but also like actors, we're a community. So if 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 whatever term that is, um. Yeah, you know, you get what I'm saying, man. Like, it it just can't mm. start from one person. Mm. Like, even his videos, when you watch them, he like you're saying, this whole movement, he could have started on his channel, whatever, telling his people, this is why I'm saying this word, whatever. It was just out of eight the blue comb. I'm exactly. going to just say and put it there, says booty, whatever. So, yeah, he's got a big platform where he could have started all of that. Yeah, no, that that's that's very true, and it could have caught on nicely from from there. But I I don't think he like even the idea of just it starting on his platform with his followers. I think um, is still a little shaky. Like I, it would rather just have okay. come from the everyone everywhere or small and take over. Like it needs to happen in the underground spaces first, and then and then grow oh. and become you know something like that that's what i think in terms of i get you reclaiming a word of such it, it, trying to reclaim a, a derogatory term like that like a lot of people need to recognize mm. with with the with 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 the re, the reclaim instead of you recognizing it alone no no i get you okay i, I hear you I mean, it's 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 quite interesting. And Phil actually, uh, <laughs> Phil Shib, we should make him a co-contributor on this show because see, I'm a quota as yes. I'm sure people who don't know who Phil, <laughs> they're just like, who is this Phil that they keep referring to? Who's this friend Who's of this theirs? Phil? I can't wait to do this. Go on to that, and that's when you'll understand what is happening. Um, but Phil also said something, and he was basically just saying to Lassizu that this is not it. He had tweeted and said, No, kiddo, mm. this is not it. Hey, your caption is distasteful, stokes problematic issues. You are smart, you know this. When you use such words, you encourage the same mm. from your impressionable followers. Next, they'll be using those words to mm. hurt those who don't have your privilege. And that's what people are saying is that Lassizu mm. has a privilege where he, he's got money. He stays in his own place. He, it's a gated community and shit like that. But for those people mm. who are constantly having to walk past the corner that's filled with guys, it's not so easy for them when they've just seen Lassizu update a picture on Instagram called Sisputi. And now you're walking past and now they're using that term against you type of vibe. So there's that element. I mean, Phil even goes mm. on to say it's problematic because Lassizu can use that term as a joke or for attention, whatever. But he uses it from a pedestal of privilege where he is protected. For a regular non-celebrity mm. gay black boy, those words are a weapon to dehumanize him. Words matter. Owning derogate uh, words comes with context. La Cesar post is a simple shock fodder or maybe post for attention. And it comes at the cost of normalizing the dehumanization of young gays who don't have La Cesar's privilege of mm. having a fan base and media to defend them against homophobia. So, mm. I mean... That is a mouthful, and I can't like uh, you mouthful. and I will never get it. We won't get it as much as they get it. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-mm-mm. I get you 100%. And I mean, also for me, like his apology for me, I don't know, maybe I'm dramatic. It was a bit staged for me. I would have just said, like, just apologize, be genuine, and say, guys, I'm so sorry. I didn't know this is what it was going to do. Like, neither did tears. I don't know what was happening there, but I was just like, oh, wait a minute. Do you think we should uh, play play the apology for people who haven't heard it? Ah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Do you think people haven't heard it? 
I don't know. I don't know. But it's whatever, you know, it's whatever. But I think yeah. this one this one is an issue because La Cizue has has been called out for things like this in the past before. So it, mm. a lot of people are feeling uh, the annoyance of we feel like we keep having to teach him and others are just like, you know what? This is life. It even it flows. Like it always it like it 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 comes and it goes. Sometimes this is it, sometimes this is not it. Sometimes you make a mistake sometimes you don't and you don't know when your last time making a mistake will be but other people are just like has he not that learned true. okay on another intense and deeper very serious um note um we have tadiwa and um what's his face yeah tadiwa him and the girl um crystal um, who are involved in a okay? So this lady Gab um Gabed, so underscore Zondi um came out and Uri feel a thread on Twitter. So she Gabed is um Tadiwa's ex. So Crystal and Tadiwa, if for those who don't know, they are a YouTube couple. They I think um Crystal lives in France with her father, and then Tadiwa, they're both Zimbabwean, but she lives in France and then he lives in South Africa. Mm. So now Tadiwa, um, I, I know on their videos they always mention this crazy crazy ex, blah blah blah, this that she did this, she's like, you know, like really? basically making her feel like Yeah. So they talk about her like, oh the crazy ex or whatever. And then this we didn't know about her, so we just went with her, get a rabba follower and whatever. But I wanna say before anything, like for me that couple always had this we had we we fell in love in a hopeless place, like toxic, I'll do anything for you, I'll you know, even that tattoo Yamana that they got that, that is so that, lame. That like, funny and and vibe. Yeah, they've got that vibe. And I just always sensed it, but I thought maybe like maybe people will think like ah Bunza, you don't want people to fall in love too deep. But it was just like Mm-mm. something about them I'm not feeling. And then can you read the the thread? Because I will take forever. Yeah, just read the three. Like, I mean, not like the chats. Like, we'll summarize what basically wh- highlights, actually, rather, what um Crystal actually said in response when she was saying she believes um Tadiwa. So, should I read yeah. um Gabeto's three uh, tweets over here? Yes, please. So, Gabeto says, to be clear, I... Don't, I don't have an issue with Tadiwa's girlfriend. My biggest issue with how she handled the situation is playing a manipulative man's messenger. Why would I, a traumatized mm. person, want to speak to my rapist? When now would you talk to your lover's murderer? Kiabeto asks. Their audacity in pressuring me to prove his innocence is what grates my tits. Feminism light nje. Not centering real victims, but centering who you think is most deserving of victimhood. A conversation I had with her for reference. I earlier asked her to generally take care of herself and stay out of this because I am not willing to speak to her or anyone associated to that man at that time. But alas. And then she goes on to show screenshots and not just, not just four. Like screenshots after screenshots after screenshots of Tadiwa. I mean, Crystal fighting for Tadiwa and just saying Gyabetsu and, and basically gaslighting Gyabetsu and saying that, you know what, sis, mm. are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you have a story? Are you sure this is the route you want to go through? Yeah, I know, but it, and they're right. Um, she, she is, um, yo, like she's really, 
like when she said on on the previous tweet, she's like she's playing like a messing a messenger, like almost like dude, like you need to stop with this. We went because even on the DM, she's like we went to your grandmother's, we spoke to her, and then you know blah 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 blah. Like Tadiwa sounds, I mean not Tadiwa, um Crystal sounds like. I don't even say hopelessly in love, like blindly in love, because she's somebody on Twitter who talks about like, yes, raping. No, it's a no, it's a no. But now when it's your boyfriend, you are like, oh no, I believe him. I was shocked when she's like, but you know what? I believe, um, believe um, Tadiwa because he would never do something like that. And I'm just like, you know, for I don't me, know. The I don't know is, how I feel yeah, about it. Mm. For me, the thing is here in Namzansi, the 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 GBV cases and the rape cases are so high. Usi was telling me this morning: every thirty six seconds, a woman gets raped in South Africa. Now, yeah. it is very, very, very unlikely, highly unlikely that a girl. And this is just facts, and this is not me just stating my opinion. I honestly believe it is highly unlikely that a girl will end up. Uh, highly likely that a girl will end up in a relationship with someone who has raped before here in South Africa. It's, I think it's definitely a thing. If you're with a guy who hasn't raped before, great, good for you guys. But there is a very high chance mm. that that guy in varsity, that guy in your hood, that they have raped before. Whether they know it or not, they have raped before. Mm. So that is mm. highly likely. And it's highly likely that someday your man might be on one of these lists. Your man might be exposed. Yes. That is highly mm, likely. Mm, mm. That is really highly likely in South Africa. And I feel like you need to be sensitive to that issue first and foremost. And it's nothing to, uh, um, it, it, it's not a reflection on women in South Africa. It's a reflection on the men in South mm. Africa and they need to look on themselves. But mm -hmm. this isn't the conversation here. What I'm trying to get to is Crystal fighting for her man. For me, in all of these conversations, she didn't show that thing of, I believe that he did it. Or I believe there's mm. a chance he did it. And I think this is what Gervitwe is saying, that she's, it, like, she's a rape apologist. Like, she's not even entertaining the yes. idea that he could have That my sister, have you could have went through it. that. Like, oh. And... She, I know it's there's, this, there's, there's this thread in South Africa that the way you experience a man is the way everyone experiences him. And that's not the case. That is not the case. Sometimes the way you experience mm. a man could be completely different, a whole 180 from how someone yeah. else has experienced him. And you won't know until mm. that person tells you and brings it out. So for me, there's that element yes. of disappointment in uh, Crystal for an... Uh, for me, I generally have a stance of side with the victim before you side with the perpetrator, before you even try to hear exactly. what the perpetrator is saying. I'm not saying hang the perpetrator, but I'm saying rather take the stance that you believe what the, you believe what the victim said because men have proven themselves time and time again to be capable of mm. this shit. So I like automatically default to me when someone says this person did this to me, I automatically start looking for the reasons you need to prove to me that you haven't. And it's as simple as that. So I'm not saying everyone should carry that stance, but let's us not yeah. blind ourselves to the fact that South African men rape and sometimes they rape without knowing purely because they do not realize that a lack of no 
doesn't necessarily mean yes. And they do not realize that coercion is rape. They do not realize that mm. all of that, that pressure is rape. And for you to just stand there and be like, oh my gosh, no, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. Um, What are you doing? What are you doing? We've spoken to your granny. Listen, I'm bringing lawyers. You don't have to respond to me, but we're bringing lawyers into this because now this is a serious yeah. t- issue. Of, I understand fighting for your man. I get it. I get it. But if you really are uh, an advocate against GBV as much as you say you are, then uh, when your man is being accused, you need to show the people that, you know, listen, um, this is how I've experienced this person. But I will Mm. not. And all she needed to say is that this is how I've experienced Tadiwa. But I will not excuse the possibility that someone else has experienced him in a different light, such as myself. Yes. And that's it. That is so important. That is yeah, it. Like, that is true. Like, we, like, we don't need you to be fighting for him. And we don't need you to be saying, no, Kevitz was telling the truth and going against your man. But we just need your actions to say to us that you understand. And I mean, I'm putting this in a South African context when we speak about a Zimbabwe and mm-hmm. Egypt couple. But like mm, mm, uh, they, uh, it it happens, and for mm, for and mm. this is why they're calling her a rape apologist because it doesn't look like she wants to even entertain Kiabeto's side. Can I please read Kiabeto's yeah. response to her after? Because I think this response like literally summarizes what I'm trying to say. She says, yes, "I've been thinking of what to say to you for a while now. I still don't know the answer." But I know the thought won't leave me. And, I'm, and so I'm going to throw caution to the wind and just let it rip. She says, I can imagine mm. you love the man you are with a lot. Mm. Love is such a beautiful mm. gift. I wish it mm. to visit all of us at least once in a lifetime if we are lucky. And as often as possible if we are blessed. I am blessed enough to have found it plenty times over. And for that reason, among others, I have no desire to take love away from anyone else, including you. Mm. With Mm. all its beauty and healing powers, love cannot make pain non-existent. It cannot wipe Mm. out what was and what is. Love was never meant to Mm. act as an invisible cloak. It's more mm. like the sun brightening up your day to see all that is to see in the world and be seen by it. Love does not exist mm. to hide harm and your partner has harmed me, Zinzi. It's unfor- It's funny, mm. oh, Zinzi is, oh, oh, who's this girl? Oh, oh, Crystal. Mm. It's funny because, so, so she goes on to say, It's funny because I don't think this is your fight. Although I know absolutely nothing about you, I can imagine that you are a woman of your own accord with your own life to live and thoughts to think. But I understand why you have picked up this fight. It is because love does not allow us to let our loved ones struggle alone. But, and I say this kindly, the struggle is not yours. I will never know nor am I interested in knowing if the struggle is his. If he ever thinks about what he did to me, that's what she's basically saying. The struggle is mine. 
The struggle is the psychological and sexual abuse I have experienced at the hands of a man who created a safe space just to violate it. The struggle is my trauma and taking off these past two years, I have a lifetime of it left to go. The struggle is mm. my rape. The struggle is my pain. Now, mm. for me, Nati Epalwe or Shonda Rhimes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so I thought I thought me, it ended there, but it still goes on. Should I should I should I go on? Or do you want to say what yes, you want to say what you want to say, please, quickly, and then I'll go on. No, no, no. No, no, no. Say what you no, no, say no, no. Gonna like, go like switch up the whole thing. You can you can finish off. Okay, so she says, the struggle is my pain. I'm shaking as I write this letter, not because I'm afraid, but because my body has not forgotten what my mind wish it would. There is a brilliant book I am reading called The Body Keeps the Score by, psych- by psychotherapist Bezel van de, van de Kok, whatever. He spent a lifetime investigating what traumatic experiences do to the mind, body, and soul. A cool fact from the read, the body goes into three modes when the mind perceives a threatening situation. Flight, fight, or freeze. All to protect mm. the victim from harm. Flight, run for danger if you, can, if you can. Fight, fight the danger if you can. Freeze, if you just can't. The body numbs and the brain dissociates to protect the victim from fully experiencing the traumatic event. In the midst of danger, yeah. these responses are great as a means, are a great are great as a means of defense. However, untreated traumatic experiences wear the body and the mind down. The memories of what happened to us, whether we want to even acknowledge what happened, are stuck and come out at even the slightest association to the event. The mind's turmoil infects the body. I cried the first time he was raping me. I couldn't move. He didn't stop. I got drastically sick immediately after and had to seek medical attention. I've been to a number of medical practitioners since. Psychologists, psychotherapists, general practitioners, gynecologists, all to aid the sickness of mind and body that festers because of being psychologically abused and sexually assaulted. And even then, I will continue seeing them and seeking treatment because the struggle is not over. My body keeps the score. However, unlike in the past, this time my survival responses is not freeze and it most definitely isn't flight. I am not afraid of the man who hurt me, Zinzi. I'm not afraid of what he did to me, nor of what, it seems, he seeks to continue to do. I do not even hate him. I have nothing left for him except the traumatic memories. Sorry uh, for reading it like that, but like honestly, it it's it's she wrote it so. No, no, it's powerful. It's really powerful, and I'm happy that she she's here to fight. She's not gonna be silenced. Yes, exactly. She goes on to even say, "My fear and anger are reserved for better things. I fear, uh, I fear for the many more women who will be and are victims of violence. I anger for Karabo Mukwenas, Uyinenemkhwetjanas, and precious Ramabulanas who are martyrs of." misogyny their names became hashtags because they can answer to them no more their stories became headlines because they were particularly gruesome but do not underestimate the violence of abuse at any scale and in any form it too kills cheese so i mean like she wrote it beautifully she really did and yeah if 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 you if you've never understood and that doesn't make you understand i don't know 
so yeah, you were gonna say. I feel how like do you, don't how you do wanna you screen grab that for us? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yo, that is so powerful. I I, I didn't read it like, but that is like so powerful. Yeah, I also but didn't I read just it wanted to far. say. Mm, I I was saying that um, it's important. Like cancel culture. I know people like misconstrue it as oh this or that or whatever. Like, I mean, I went on their page now as we were speaking. On their on their, I searched um Crystal and Tadiwa. Their account is just like frozen. Nothing is happening on there. No one is saying anything. And there's a lot of like stories, people talking about them. Obviously creating a lot of um, talk on what happened and stuff. But people need to unsubscribe. I don't know why people like just want to stay and find out what's going to happen. People need to cancel people like this. I don't know why we stick around and say, oh, let's see. Yeah, you can search for them, but don't subscribe to their things. Don't give them more popularity. Crystal has to be unfollowed. Tadiwa has to be unfollowed because, I mean, this is unacceptable. Like, I don't know why in South Africa we're just like, ah, it's going to blow over, blah, 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 you know? I don't know. I just feel like they should have just... Yeah, it feels like there's there's the, the the people are here more for the story than to see to to force change and make things different. Yes, and, and things only that, change when this happens to your personal, your sister, your mother, or whoever. But if it's not, then yeah. it's like yo, I want to stay for the tea. Mm. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I I honestly think we definitely need to um start making, and uh, first of all, I mean men just need to stop race raping first and foremost but secondly we need to um yeah. this rape apologist thing where people are looking the other way when it's their friends or someone they know it really needs to come to an end mm, 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 mm. that's that's definitely it really does it and it's 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 touching on this whole joe human uh saga so if you know joe human he's an influencer here in south africa and quite very very popular on the twitter streets and what he did is he went on twitter and he said um um in the wake of all of these gbv incidences that are coming out he tweeted he said um we should deeply uh we should be deeply he said we should be deeply deeply conscious of working with people who are sexual and physical violence um free if we interact Mm. with an abuser or your abuser let's let each other know this is something he tweeted so um another person who's quite uh, big on the street at karen williams underscore um also known as karen kanyaho said to him dibs um she says, not mine, but he is one. And she's referring to Show Dibs Love, the guy who was exposed. I think it yes. was Tepi Vundla who exposed him. Is it the chef? Um, I... Th- I uh... <laughs> What's wrong? I think if I, I, I'm just laughing at how um, we, 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 we sound so unsure about the news that we are bringing to these people, <laughs> to our audience. No, no, no. I just because I remember but, um, um, Tepi mentioning something, but I just wanted to double check if you're the chef. And I'm going to show yes, this camera around. I'm going to show you a link. I feel like I'm going to show you a link. Yeah, we'll see. Like, okay, next story. Yeah? We were speaking about rape apologists and i was like this is why uh karen uh called out and this is what happened with joe human you know things like that i know but i mean like i i mean i'm looking at my notes oh sorry so So, uh uh oh did i did i jump something did i jump something yes no it's fine i think let's touch base on the serious stuff okay then then we'll end with Mm. pumez twerk for a ps5 Mm -hmm. competition yeah 
Sorry, I'm the one who's sorry. So basically what happened is that um, Karen went to Joe's uh, DMs and she said to Joe, listen, Dibs is someone who is problematic and issues have been raised about him in the past. And mm. you are still working with him, basically. You've been working with him. And then mm. Joe goes out and he releases a, an official statement on Saturday the 13th. And he's basically saying in the statement that he acknowledges and he sees what is happening um, with all of um, the gender-based violence. And as such, he's decided to reevaluate his relationship with Dibs and he has ended his friendship relationship working relationship with dibs um with based on all the allegations that have uh come out um now in the past and he even goes on to say i thank you to uh, uh, i thank you to everyone for holding me accountable and urge that they continue to call me out from the bottom of my, from the bottom of my heart i am deeply sorry and everyone's mm. just like calling bullshit on this apology of um, Joe Humans because it seems as though he's only apologizing now that he is being exposed. Had mm. Karen not taken those screenshots and put them on Twitter, was he going to end his friendship with Dibs and another and work relationship with Dibs? And another thing that people are saying is that this the allegations of Dibs came out in September already. September mm. already 2019 mm. and he's still been working Karen says here Dibs was publicly ousted by as an abuser in September by his very own friends slash circle correct me if I'm wrong mm. at Joe Human but you still chose to be friends and do business with him after that you had so many opportunities but you chose to side with an abuser every single time time mm. That is important. That is facts. It is facts. And it's tying back again on these rape apologists who, mm. who have this, I am against GBV. I am loud. I am strong and all of that. And we shouldn't do this to women and everything like that. But like when it's people that you know and it's people that you are friends with, you keep on doing business with the person. You keep mm, on mm, mm. being friends with the person. Publicly so. Publicly mm, so. Mm even after everything that has been put out. And I mean, the thing is, like, you can't tell me if it looks like shit, smells like shit, and feels like shit. It's not shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. so many stories. It ties back to the Ferguson thing. Like, so many stories. How are we going to ignore them and now act mm. like there really isn't an issue if there are so many stories? Story. That is true. So, I mean, this hasn't only affected Joe Human. Uh, another person who's been affected is uh, our great DJ Black Coffee. He was organizing a march for um, against yeah. gender-based violence. And he had said, we must bring the men and the boys in and we must protect our women. And people were just like, Black Coffee, leave it alone. You, you don't get it. You don't get it. First of all, they said that he don't get it because basically how are you going to put on a poster our woman? Like that was the first problematic, one of the first problematic yeah. issues. But the biggest, the biggest problematic issue is that apparently at Solistic Music, the record label that um, Black Coffee owns, there has been a manager there by the name of Amaru Da Costa who has had multiple allegations of him come up. And all those allegations were literally all in vain because Unati, being black coffee, has not done mm. anything about it. Amaru has kept his job from the first allegation, 
even until the latest, they haven't done anything about him. Mm. And people are just like, you're organizing this march, Black Coffee, but you've got someone in your stable, someone you work with, who keeps mm. on benefiting from you and the people you interact with and your company financially, socially so, um, all the way through and through. But uh, this guy is someone who is a... Part of the problem. A, a predator. Mm. And you've done nothing about it. Yes, he's part of the problem. And you've mm. done absolutely nothing about it. Yeah, it's well. just sad. You know, it honestly is just sad. Like, it, it goes back to the whole, you know, with the racist and the racism stuff. Like, black mm. people are having conversations when the problem doesn't lie with them. Women are having conversations when the problem doesn't lie with them. Mm. The problem doesn't lie with the women. It lies with the men. I'm just like, it over, it's overwhelming, all of this yeah. that's happening. I mean, it, it goes... It, it's, it's just it's, tiring. Like, it doesn't make sense why women have to live like this. It goes back all the way to 2016. He actually gave out a response, ooh, Black Coffee, on Monday. And he tweeted, In 2016, Sisboniso attended her resignation from my company on the grounds that Amaru was constantly narcissistic, emotionally abusive, and difficult to work with. In 2018, Amaru and I were embroiled in a legal dispute, mm. which resulted in the termination of his employment. He went to start his own agency in 2018, and the first employee in this agency was, in effect, Sisboniso. I don't have any kind of relationship with Amaru since our 2018 fallout. Siswonisa knows this. I was only made aware of the rape allegations through social media at this point. I had no contact or any form of relations with Siswonisa since she went back to work with Amaru. This, however, doesn't mean that I don't believe her. I believe Sisbonusa. I am sorry the system let her down. Myself and Amaru are still in a legal dispute. I have no relationship or friendship with him, and I do not speak on his behalf or for him. So he even went on later to tweet, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But people are just like, I mean, some people are just like, let's not forget mm. what he did to Entley and all of that stuff. And it, I, I can imagine for uh, Black Coffee, it can feel like a witch hunt and everything like that. But it just, it, it honestly mm. seems like men's effort in the country to deal with gender-based violence that is going on right now that has been so rife uh, are all performative. It's all an act to make women believe yeah. that we're taking them seriously and we're taking this issue seriously when we're truly not and we haven't learned from our ways and we aren't truly changing our ways mm. yes he might have fired yeah. amaru in 2018 but the mere fact that the poster still says our woman shows that maybe the lesson wasn't learned you're not paying attention it's just really disgusting it's just really wow. disgusting people are saying on twitter that the police are more proactive for finding people with alcohol instead of trying to find people who are not who are committing acts of gender-based violence, you know? Yes. Turn the mood sour. It's overwhelming. I think let's um, just talk about um, some solutions that are out there instead of just retweeting and liking tweets and mm. sharing pictures of missing people. There are some solutions that we can do. So um, this is a thread from yeah, yeah, at yeah, yeah. Kawumatala. 
K-O-A, Matlala, M-A-T-L-A-L-A. And she says, this is what can be done. Um, First, you can fill in your details and comments. Encourage stricter, harsher law enforcement to the relevant departments on Mm. the perpetrators described by the victims of gender-based violence that report their cases to you. So you can simply go to gbv.org.za. That's where you can fill in your details and add the comment over there. There's also, um, you can fill in the necessary details uh, and select all regions. Suggestion, ensure protection for all women to prevent GBV by enhancing security in each region by introducing a GBV unit to the police department. So that one, you can just got the link there. There's also a petition to make sex offenders, uh, to make uh, the sex offenders list public. That one, you can go sign on awetu.amandla.mobi. And also, um, you can help keep the energy uh, by raising funds, by donating. Um, you can help a, an organization mm-hmm. called Keep the Energy raise funds by donating to them for the two shelters protecting um, abused women and children in the time of lockdown. Uh, that one, you can go to quicket.co.za um, and simply search Keep the Energy. You should find it there. There's also another petition, uh, GBV and Violation of Women's Rights to be Prioritized by the South African government and its leaders. That one you can find on change.org. There's also, um, if you go to Rise Up Against GBV, uh, the website, or you Google them, they've got shelters for women right now during lockdown who um, there's a call center. If you're experiencing um, gender-based violence during this lockdown and you have nowhere to go, you can call them. They even get you meal vouchers to make sure that you are fed wherever you are. Mm. It's kept a secret. And even they themselves um, might not know. They might know which house you are in in terms of the community center, but they won't know exactly which room. And there are strict visiting rules. They also take care of children as well, so not just women. So you can definitely do something um, mm to make sure that you make a difference. But what this girl was saying over here is that she sees a lot of um, organizations that help after you've experienced GBV and not preventative ones that are going to help you from experiencing GBV in the first place. Yeah. But I think, I think the police definitely need to do a lot more and they definitely need to be a lot more proactive. It's disgusting that we've got the highest rates in the world and men are just going on and they're friends with rapists and they women date rapists whether they know or they don't Mm. know more often than not they don't know and it's just the norm in south africa that there's a girl out there who could blame your man on being a rapist and that's it and that shouldn't be the status quo you know that a woman shouldn't be forced to settle for such conditions because Mm, mm, generally mm. it's a thing that men do in South Africa. They rape and they kill. You're lucky if you don't get killed. That's what it is now. You're lucky if you don't get killed. As a woman, I'm just like so scared. Like I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I won't say I haven't had like an encounter where something could have happened or whatever. And that's what's scary. And yeah, it's just unfortunate that our legal system is is prioritizing um alcohol bans as opposed to gender-based violence yeah yeah well i yeah. think yeah let's leave it yeah, there we i think can what we can there. um talk about very quickly is uh what you call this pume at pume 22 making the gents twerk for a ps5 pume. <laughs> i think that was Pume is a president. power move. She, for me, 
is the Khrutman of all Khrutmans. <laughs> so if you don't know, Pume, basically, the new PS5 has been announced. Here in South Africa, it's going to retail for a minimum of about uh, 12 point, 12 point something thousand rands. And she, um, being the chartered accountant that she is, said to uh, the people, and I mean, I think she's also um, an influence on sorts on Instagram and stuff. She said to the uh, people, Chance, I'm going to make you, I'm going to give away a PS5. And all you need to do is twerk. I'm going to host a a competition on Instagram. And um, all you need to do is twerk and you could walk away with a brand new PS5. And boy, did they go out there and they twerked Abu Jens. I saw the videos. So I think for me is what's interesting is the backlash that she received. A lot of gents were tweeting, oh, there's a girl making... um, uh, guys took for a PS5. Oh, they've let they've let gents down in Zanzi. Another one, another one was from a woman that said, um, "You're twerking for a PS5. What makes you think um, um, you're going to get married uh, and things like that?" And I'm just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what in the like, actual fuck? This <laughs> Honestly, they are. They are. Why can't you just You know what? I'm just glad for that power move. It's mm. a fucking power move on Pume's side. Why can't you just let people do things and do what they want? Mm, if you mm, would never mm. twerk for a PS5, then If Pume's got the money and she wants to make guys twerk for a PS5, then let her do so. Why do you got to be so serious? And I think what yes. I love is that... Puma's twerk competition is... So sour! Exactly. It's coming for toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity says you can't twerk yes. for this. Let alone twerk for a woman. Let alone twerk for a PS5. What the fuck? Mm. What the mm. fuck? That is so true. It's whatever. And to the girl, I forgot her, her handle, who said, um, um, what you call this? Uh, what you call this? Um... The, the the girl who's like, what sort of um woman would marry you? Come the fuck on. Like, he twerked for a PS5. He knew he didn't have the money for it. He wants it. Someone said twerk for it. He knew that it's 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 whatever, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm going to twerk for it. And that's it. Mm-mm-mm. If you don't find it attractive, leave me alone. But like, mm. why does that come into encompassing um the definition, the character of someone so much so? Like, that for me says, that that for mm. me is uh, uh, what you call this a rise and grind person. Like by any means whatsoever, make sure you you get mm. whatever you want to get. And if you're not going to lose anything in your dignity by twerking, then who who cares? Who cares? Mm. If you're a woman who's not mm. going to be with a guy that twerks, then that's fine. But don't bring down a guy for twerking and say to him, who's going to marry you? What if he's not fucking aspiring for marriage? He doesn't have it in his future plans. And that's the line you're going to throw at him. Exactly. But maybe, um, I think maybe that girl also came with that angle, Yahori. That's what they say to us. Maybe she tried being like so- sarcastic okay. and said, who's going to marry you? I don't know. I thought okay. maybe she also tried to that angle of, Who's gonna marry you? But you're twerking for a PS. You know. So I thought yeah. maybe she also maybe wanted to take that angle and be like, see, for her sake, for her sake, 
You know, that's how they act. Like, why are you wearing shorts? Yes, yes, yes. That whole, did you ask for it? What did you do that asked for it type of thing? Yes, yes, for yes. Her, I hope that's the way she was pushing it because I was very disappointed to read something like that in terms of is our toxic masculinity so fragile that we've even got women that are that are still enforcing patriarchal systems and patriarchal ways of thinking by with a simple comment of who's going to marry you if you're mm-hmm. twerking, like a man shouldn't be twerking type of vibe. But if she was poking fun at the system, oh, yeah, yeah, poking yeah. fun at toxic masculinity that and the patriarchal system that degrades women for twerking mm. and saying, who's going to marry a man who twerks for a PS5? Mm. Then I'm in line with her. But in all honesty, I was disappointed when I interpreted it yeah, yeah, the yeah. first way I had interpreted it. But still, it goes to what's even more oh, is oh, the okay. disappointment I have in men for feeling like um, the the whole male species is now hanging by a thread it's on thin ice because men were twerking for a mm, ps5 mm, mm. they were twerking for a ps5 if upume had put down a million rands here how many guys would have been twerking for that i remember seeing someone saying oh mom kize ushon mm, should, mm, should mm, put mm, a gti mm. on the line then we'll see then we will see mm. Because by me, I'm mm, sure. That's true. Just, that's true. You're that's judging true. because your price, the PS5 isn't your price. You wouldn't be talking for a PS5. You'd, you would be caught dead. Yeah. The price is not high enough for you. And your girlfriends are not buying you the exactly. PS5. Um, speaking of power moves, uh, influencers, and people with influence, right now on Twitter, we have Michali trending because she has a tattoo. Yes. Nah? A new tat of a tiger. But I'm going to get a tiger if you can check for me. I don't want to make mistakes. Just now it's this. Now I'm saying it's a tiger. But I think this is a tiger. So now Michali is trending. Like anything Michali does, people are just like, oh my God. Okay. Wow. You know? Yeah. So Michali is trending because this tattoo and the, the leg of, the, of this tiger looks like a fist apparently. So now Twitter is having her. They are laughing and they're like, yo... Same, Bimta, say because oh, wow. we thought you were trying to go for this tiger, but now your tattoo artist, like people are literally having a feast here coming for Michali. Oh, did you see yeah, it? I'm seeing it right now. I mean, those those paws are a bit shaky, like I would lie, like they, 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 yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> they let us so, but um... to come for her for that, like, come on. <laughs> Yes, but I'm just five, so scared now because, like, there's something that's going to be on my leg forever, Bongani. <laughs> I'm so scared. Ah, you see what it's supposed to look like? Have you seen, like, what they, they said, um, what she was, the guy was going oh, for and what she got? Oh, yeah. I, I can see it now. But, I mean, like, just le- let it be. If she's happy, she's happy with it, you know? Attack yes. him. Attack the tattoo artist. But if I was Michali, like, I mean, she's got so much influence and power on the internet. Literally, she just posted a video of a tat and she's trending. Yeah. You know what she should do? She should start making merch with all these quotes of these people saying whatever they want to say about her. Yes. And, and sell it. Like when uh, Kimora Lee was arrested and she made t-shirts with her mugshot on them and she sold them and they sold. It's as simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Wow, shame. I'm just shame. The guy who did the tat, I'm yeah, wondering. I hope he still gets other clients, but Naya and Shem, that is rather disappointing. But I mean, I'm not going to come for Michali now, you know? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So you were saying that uh, sure. people, wow. people were anyway. giving YouTubers advice also? Um, yes, the, on Twitter now, uh, people will, uh, let me see, it's no longer trending. Um, you know, Twitter, these people, yeah. when I ADD, one minute this could be hot and they're like, ah, oh, this is boring, let's move to something else. But they were basically just telling South African YouTubers that uh, we don't like this, you guys need to start doing that and the other, oh, let's advise this one, this, this, and the other. So, yeah, it's just one of those, it's that day. It's just one of those. And moved on that fast. Yeah, so I'm I'm cool with that. I'm done with that for today. The YouTube Digest. All right, then. I think let's take a little bit of a break and let's get into some more of the show right after this. You are listening to The Rewind. Okay, smamele, but we want to know the inside news. Hey, nasi sfungwazi. Gutu mantle, I'm chula no bani. Ni wrong, no punt. Sfungwazi. Chileni nasi off air, please. Also, guys, I'm really enjoying the podcast. It's really, really fun. I haven't listened to one in a while. One that I actually thoroughly enjoy. I'm literally out here getting ready for show. Got the earphone. Instead of doing vocal warm-up, mwamele, abu punt, ana wo that will be in Jebakulma Udodi, but I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Thanks, guys. The Rewind with Punza and B Tenacity. You're listening to The Rewind with Punza and B Tenacity. I don't even know Rob Sunali. Yeah, like, like, do they even say hot Rob Rob Marawa in the papers anymore? <laughs> no, no, it's like Robert Marawa. <laughs> I remember the one time I read the papers and they had called um, Kimang, this guy who played um, Kenneth Kenneth Mabasa. Mashaba. Let's, let's, let's check my They had called him Hot in the papers. Hot Throb. I'm just like, Hot Throb. That's a bit extra. That's, <laughs> that's like a guide of All right. Welcome back, guys. You're still listening to the Rewinding. And Punza still on the other side. You're still good there, Punza? Yes, I'm good. I'm warm. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is still a very cold day here in Joburg and it is still youth day but right now we're going to be getting into the segment of the show called the rewind where we speak about some of um what's been happening in the past week in South Africa some interesting news stories mm. and things like that and I think one of which we should start with is the Cape Town school that asked the students to do a a, a whole racist school school ad it's so freaking crazy so and I'm not surprised once again. Parklands College in Cape Town has apologized after grade seven pupils were asked to make a poster advertising a slave auction in the 1800s as a fun activity in history. Imagine that. How, how is still that have fun? Techniques. How is it fun? It's not fun. Number one, like, and also that's what I hate about history lessons. We're always focused on things that are happening everywhere else. They're not educating the students of what happened in apartheid so they don't look bad in South Africa. And then now they're going to say, okay, let's do a fun activity. I would have post slave trade. I mean, the whole thing of we must just move on and we must forget is the thing that is annoying. But then mm. in school, you are being reminded by making assignments like this, you know? Yeah. Wow, that is so disappointing. And did the teacher so, get expelled? I mean, fired? Yeah, I think um, the teacher uh, will undergo sensitivity training after giving uh, the students that fun task of making that poster that advertises 
slavery in wow. Cape Town, where roads must fall started. Uh-huh. So this teacher, um, don't they do psychology in teaching? I'm pretty sure they do. I well, it's so insensitive. I have sure no words. For me, you can't keep telling me that there isn't an agenda. Oh, sorry, that there isn't an agenda. <laughs> you can't tell me that there isn't an agenda, a hidden agenda that they keep on pushing and that is happening around us all the time and we may not see it because it's not that obvious. But mm. also in the same breath, it is that obvious. Is and all you need obvious. to do is connect the dots. You know? mm. So I'm sure one of the students yeah. went home and he's like, Mom, can we please do this project? I mean that, and then the mom. I think one of the parents then took a picture and posted it on social media, and it's like, "What the hell is happening?" Hey, mm. that is so disappointing. It is really, really disappointing. And just, I just hope that why Ocean Chat. I am. In, it's Youth Day, Punta. Oh yeah, it's Happy it Youth Day. I forgot, Ghana. I forgot. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> does not mean I cannot celebrate mm. being young, gifted, and black. Hey, we enjoy our cool years. Yo, hi. Say Sabawela from this end. <laughs> well, well, friend, the doors will be open soon and the gates will be open and we'll be allowed to go to places and we'll be recording like we used to in the mm. very, very beginning. Hey, wow. Yeah, but anyways, I don't mm-hmm. want to give that racist teacher an assignment more airtime i think what is uh also happening here in gaudeng actually is remember the boy that uh drowned in parktown during orientation um, at the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. so they had gone to like some somewhere i think it was in pretoria i'm not sure really i think it was Mm -hmm. um his name is inokumbiazi and his uh family is now suing the gaudeng education department for 10 million rand do you even think 10 million is enough? I mean, you cannot put a price on life. No. You know, no money was ever going to be enough. Ish. Yeah, that is true. So, Panyaza Sufi uh, said that after we released a report on Enoch and Pianzi, we received a letter from legal representatives representing the family about a potential action that they will take. Indeed, we received the formal letter last week. It was addressed to the minister and copied to us as a province we have indicated that we have no appetite to oppose this matter we have allowed our legal team to continue to engage with the legal firm representing the family so that we use previous court cases that have ruled on matters such as this in nature as a barometer to determine an appropriate amount said Lusufi. i mean if it's a habit like the thing is you cannot if you if you keep having to pay people money for for the same problem over and over and mm. over then you need to look at what is going wrong fix the know? foundation exactly like it can't always be the solution and now we're looking at best practice of how we've done it in the past mm, mm, when mm. it's such a tragic thing we should be working hard to ensure that it doesn't happen again yeah this is so disappointing like they need to stop like um what is this the government or not even the government the 
the department itself stop like saying because i mean even with other schools the, the, we've had scenarios we've had things like this happen even if it's not um just like a death but there's always like a racist attack or whatever things are not sorted out we just say okay that teacher who was in charge of this let's pay her off and then she must leave and then we move on things like that need to be dealt from the ground up and then so we don't have problems like this happen again well in yeah, my opinion and yeah it's it, that's that's the thing you no, no, no. I think you've got it right. Like, the people need to get fired and you need to pluck it out from the mm. roots instead of just trimming and trimming and trimming and trimming at the top all the time. You need to get rid of it and stri- and, and stop it where the leak is, you mm, know? Mm, 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 mm. Hi. Well, I'm just glad also that they're saying that they're not contesting it, you know? Mm. I think that's 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 the greatest thing. If they're contesting it, then we'd honestly be saying that there's something wrong with the government and yes. the schooling system and all of that stuff. If you're gonna if you're gonna be fighting with a family for this, I honestly think maybe what did Bongbuza when I do you think do I think ten million is enough? When I don't know. I'm not saying there's a price to a life. Mario, hi, no ways. Like maybe twenty. Maybe I'm being dramatic, but I'd go twenty. Yeah, I also would have started it at twenty. Yeah, I like also I'm saying, started it at twenty. So. I'm telling them I'm starting here. Not that it's the end. I'm starting here, and then you know. Oh, but like you know what? I R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, really R.I.P. to him, and I hope that his family it gets sorted in this whole matter. So, Miss South Africa has been busy mm-hmm. lately. The organization. It's busy, hey? Hey. Who busy, who busy, who busy, who busy. <laughs> from a rebrand to new people, from the, from the squirmies of life, mm. uh, all the way, all the way to it now. So, they've announced their top 35. So, the judges that they had picked uh, for the first round was um, Anele Mdota. Like, we must know now, guys, Anele is a staple at Miss SA. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she's going to be there. Every year, there's going to be Miss SA. She's definitely, first and foremost, going to be a judge. Mm. And secondly, if she's not going to be the judge, she's going to be the person emceeing the show. Mm, that mm, I can mm, guarantee mm. you. Miss SA and Anile have... Yes, I'm about to tender. <laughs> but, you know, Anile has really good gigs. And because she is not very flashy on social media, we underestimate how balling she is. I think she's got a lot of money. Gang money. And, a lot of money. And apparently she comes from a good home. Like, they're well off. Oh. Yeah. Well, I guess then she's maintained a standard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, it's Anelim Tota. And then they also had uh, three other former Miss Essays. Um, we've got Bokang Chabalala, who's Simpio Chabalala's um, wife. Mm-hmm. She was Miss Essay in 2010. Uh, Simpio Chabalala, the soccer player, who scored the very first... Goal for South Africa mm. at the FIFA 2010 World Cup, mind you. Uh, then there's also Liesl Laurie. It's Pro Kids. Um, oh, no, I shouldn't be saying this. No, not Pro Kid. I actually shouldn't be speaking. Why am I doing this? Why am I speaking about their husbands and men? It's fine that they are Miss SA. Liesl Laurie, 2015, and Ade van Heerden, 2017. We don't need to know about their relationships and, and who, who they, they are they affiliated with. Mm romantically so mm. that's fine feminists please excuse me we learn as we go yeah, it's like yeah, a bicycle yeah. okay you get on and you figure it out as you go so they've chosen uh the 35 contestants that will be um entering this essay and 
What do you think? Their ages seem quite diverse and young. 23, yeah, 24, I mean, 27. Me, was, there's a 21-year-old. Yeah. Have you seen them? Yes, I've seen them. And I was like very impressed. And also I like seeing familiar influencers who are now, like even, you know, Kia Moko, the YouTuber. Yes. Her, oh, was she chosen? Yes, she's top 35 also. So I was like, wow, I'm impressed. So congratulations to her. Oh, that is great. Okay, because it, it was a familiar face and I'm like, wow, I'm so proud of her. No, congrats to all of them. I mean, uh, it's it's very difficult. Is there anyone you recognized on the list? No, I'm actually watching it for the first time right now. Okay, no, no, that's good. No, no, they 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 are like I, I it's very diverse. It looks very different. It's gonna be interesting. But for me, I wanna know how all of this is gonna happen. Like are we are we doing So it seems like is it online? I'm confused. They said that it's gonna be like virtual um interviews or something like that. Um and or Skype vibes. Yeah, I think it's going to be like Skype vibes. And I think, I don't know if you've been watching RuPaul's Drag Race um, when they were doing the winner for the last season. They did like the whole thing via Skype. And, you know, Oprah's Where Do We Go From Here conversation where they have the people via um, Skype, imagine mm-hmm. Zoom or whatever like that. So I think they're going to do that. And I think that's the approach that Idols is going to take as well mm. when they audition these people. I mean, American Idol did mm. the exact same thing. But we'll speak about that when we get to that. Um, we're still on Miss SA because Miss Essay, okay. apart from the top 35, I think the real issue that we want to speak about over here is how um, the current Miss Essay, especially uh, Laurel Olafir, um, was uh, body shamed, if we may, by City Press, right? Mm-hmm. So um, they were saying that she uh, is potentially pregnant. And you know, in Miss Essay, like when you're in your reign, you're not allowed to have a relationship let alone be pregnant and i think i'm not sure if miss essay has the rule that says you're not allowed to be a divorce or you're not allowed to have had a child i think that's one of the rules in miss essay but um city press did a whole uh, 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 are you serious yeah uh-huh. So City Press did a whole um, thing saying, uh, uh, it says here, one of the standard rules include the following. The applicant cannot be pregnant, have given birth, or parented a child, and must not be uh, the legal guardian of any minor. The applicant shall not have been married, civil or mm. customary, nor had a marriage annulled. Miss SA title holders are required to remain unmarried throughout the reign. It is accepted that while an applicant might be in a committed relationship or engaged, they must adhere to the rule of not getting married during this essay pre-competition process um, or during her years as she reigns. Um, so, like, those are the, the tight rules that they have there. And City Press yeah. thought they were doing this whole expose of how Miss Essa is pregnant and um, it actually wasn't. So, Sasha Lee was doing um, a promotional uh, um, cover, I think, for uh, a brand or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't have all my details together. Please forgive me. Uh, she was doing uh, a picture mm. for promoting mm. something. And um, City Press was like, oh, if you look at her belly, she looks pregnant. Scandalous, scandalous. And now Miss SA, the organization, uh. is taking City Press to court and um, they are uh, saying that she was, they bullied her. She was body shamed um, for something that is honestly none of their business, you know? 
none of their business. Number one, that is so outdated. Who still does articles like, wow, Mang Mang is pregnant. And also we've got gender-based violence. Women are tired. And that's the article you think you must, you know, just take out of your ass and write and put on the internet. Like that is so insensitive. It's so, I mean, there's bigger things these people can talk about that could be on the cover or in the magazine. I mean, in the newspaper. And then they want to say, oh, we have an assumption her Mang Mang is pregnant. I... Yeah, no. Um, it is disappointing. And I mean, especially for the editor who said, yes, let's put that article out there. Like, like yeah. it's something like that you're going to need verification. You can't just look at a picture and then speculate from the picture. It's not right to be writing an article like that. But if you're going to be doing it, at least get it right, you know? Not at least get it right. Yes, get it right. Of getting it right. Mm, let it be news. Yeah, let it be news and let it be true and let it be factual. Don't let it be a guesstimation. Mm. Yeah. I well, clearly we need um people who know what they're doing. Journalists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh but um Miss Isse, it seems like they are gonna be taking them to court and they're gonna um, and I mean I saw someone Oluetu, remember Oluetu from um Josie, uh Real Housewives of Joburg. She was uh on Twitter like yeah. she had listed a whole bunch of reasons as to why her stomach could look the way it could look, and all of these are natural reasons. And pregnancy is just a list of many, you know, <laughs> a list of many. Mm-hmm. She could have honestly been taken a deep breath, and the photographer snapped at the wrong time. And it's as simple as that. And now you're gonna go yes. ahead and crucify her potentially damage her name, potentially damage Miss Essay's reputation, but also, like you're saying, go to old ways of reporting, old, d- disgusting paparazzi ways mm. of reporting. I mean, it's just very disappointing. <laughs> very, very disappointing. Wow. Okay, guys. Alina Tasty. So, get to work. Like, go do research. Go find these people who are killing people. Like, people need to do, like, proper genuine journalism and stop. Like, I, I mean... I mean, yes, in another time, that story would have been, but if it was, like you're saying, an actual story, and we're like, wow, she's pregnant, what now? So now they're going to be going to court, and that's that on them. And, yeah, I hope they get charged with something. Me too. Um, I think we should switch our attention to uh, television news. We always give you guys television news. This should actually be like on press forward, you know, mm. where we where we review our TV shows. We should also speak about Low television key. news and leave the rewind to literally just speak about mm. celebrities and what's happening in the country. But anyways, maybe we shall have a meeting <laughs> after the podcast hey, instead of doing the podcast like we always <laughs> okay. do. So apparently the head writer of Uzalo has quit. Chris Kuchadebe resigned last week from South Africa's most watched TV show. Sources tell um, Film Pella that Clive Matia has been hired to replace him. The production company is yet to respond to any of Phil's uh, queries. I mean, what's very interesting is that Uzalo is, is it not like the biggest show right now in Mzansi? Like Generations and Mubango It's a really good show. I don't know about it. Uzalo. You know, actually, you're right. I, I also love it. Like, when I used to watch TV, that's the only thing I'd watch. 
Yeah, I hear what you're saying. So I haven't like paid much attention to the show and I haven't watched it much. Um, but I do definitely know that Uzalo is like it's killing it out there in terms of television on um in terms of uh, mm. uh, numbers uh, on terrestrial viewing here in South Africa. Can I please read you a comment from a Twitter user at Mweketsi uh who <laughs> says terrible writing, sex, sex, sex. I am glad he is gone. Ah. Omunye, at Bampita Shoops says, no offense, but Lumchita was writing nonsense. Oh my gosh. I didn't know this is how people felt. Uh, says, it says, good riddance. Those exchanging of husband scenes were bad. Really? So it seems like the audience, the audience didn't enjoy him. But if this is what they're saying, then how did Uzalo keep on having such great numbers? Yes, clearly Gumnandi. I mean, I didn't have a problem, but I haven't watched it like recent or whatever. But like, it didn't seem like a bad show. Yeah, it it really didn't seem like a bad show. Another person here at Mapuma, what Mapumuzana says, he was writing about sex, drugs, and ubufebe. Yo, ebzati abadubazak chela yesa. Ah, Mara, these these are the same people who think who think Fifty Cent's show is fine. Power. You don't like power. You know, I like it, but it's, I mean, it's just sex, drugs, and whatever. I mean, like, obviously, higher production, higher, I mean, they've got more money, blah, 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 and international, yeah, platform. But, Lena, it's that, like, there's so much sex. Yeah, no, that is very, very true. Someone over here says, at Johnny underscore Monyeb says, um, didn't see this one coming. This is how a good show collapses in numbers. The direction of the show might tilt, and you never know if viewers will buy in. We hope for the best, though. We really do. Yeah, we really do. Uh, but I think people will still keep on tuning in, though. I won't lie. Ah, really? No, yes. Like, like we even mentioned on, on, on YouTube Digest, people don't understand cancel culture. So, I mean, people are just going to watch whether it's good or not, or somebody must learn a lesson. They never do it. They're just going to be like, yeah, let's just watch it. I mean, habit. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. But uh, I just hope then for the viewers, mm-hmm. it starts becoming entertaining with the new writer that they've put in. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So the so Ferguson's name sorry. is being dragged in the mud once again. Once again. <sighs> when once again. So will we learn? Yeah. There's an actor. He goes by the name of Mlamli Mangala. Yo. Uh, he claims the Ferguson's gave him a <laughs> salary increase and made him share a bed with another guy when uh, offered accommodation in their mansion when he couldn't afford to pay for his own. So he actually wrote this long statement mm. and you can see he wrote it on notes on his phone. You gotta, you, you must know once screenshots mm. of notes come onto the internet, you must understand from deep down in their heart, you know? He basically says that he was working yes. on he was working on the show and he's a Cape Town based actor and um they had promised to fly him to and from uh, Cape Town and Johannesburg um and they paid for his flights from October until December and then they paid for his in inbound flights from Cape Town to, to Johannesburg and he had to fly himself back in 2020. And he wanted um, a higher payment. He says when he already took the job, it was lower than the amount that he he had. Um, uh, he usually he's, it was lower than his rate, basically agreed on. 
And um, okay, okay, he says okay. that his role was really small, but because the audience loved it, his his role grew even bigger, and they 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 leveraged off him and his acting skills. And of course, that happens in stories sometimes. Someone is brought in as a small role, but they kill it so well that audiences want more, and the writers decided let's expand on this character. So that's nothing um unusual, you know. Uh, but then yes. having to relocate the actor, you need to cover all the costs. Apparently in the industry, it is just a standard that you cover all the costs. And they 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 seem to not have done that. They've made him pay for some of his flights when he's leaving Johannesburg to Cape Town. At some point, he even drove. They said, can you drive yourself up to Cape Town? Uh driving his own car and they'll only pay for him they'll only pay for him um to 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 they'll only give him petrol money to get to Joburg. i'm just like shocked like i mean how did he even allow it not that i mean obviously i know and whatever but like i have to like that is it's not even apparent that they have to pay for all of that they knew he's a um an artist that's based in cape town then they, there was, wasn't there like paperwork signed that you said you're going to do this? Now you're making me sleep with someone else. It's not even that he's saying it's a man or a woman that he would have preferred sleeping with. But it's like, at my home, I would have been comfortable. Now I must share a space with someone else. These people have a big ass house or they have money to pay for a hotel. I don't understand what's happening with the Fergusons. And you know what is very disappointing? Even Libu Mashile was like, no way, Jose. We are grown adults. You're not going to make us um, share a room with people or share like exactly. you don't do that to artists like you cover everything especially if they are relocating sure. from where they are and it's a thing that really happens in our industry mm. from dancers from backup dancers to actors to traveling crews that travel and do industrial theater these guys are gonna mm. save by saying you guys are sharing rooms you guys are sharing beds when it's that's not the standard you are grown adults we are supposed to be sleeping in our own beds and things like that he says over here that um mm. He says he played Captain Timbi Sohatebe since season one. It was a small role that was going to take two months. The channel and Ferguson Films loved the character and decided that I continue for a year. I accepted their offer during the two months so as to not uh, so as to be in their database. I'm based in Cape Town and I had to fly myself, mm. accommodate, and also accept a rate that was three times lower than my normal rate. When they asked me to stay in yeah, for a year, I know ways. When they asked me to stay in for a year, I asked if we could look at my rate, traveling, accommodation, and uh, pedium. I don't know what that is. Pedium. I do not know how to say that word. He's, um, <laughs> they promised to do that when we got to season two. I accepted, although they gave me a take it or leave it attitude when we got to negotiations for season two. They only gave me an increase of a hundred rand. Oh, <laughs> uh, keep your money. Keep your show. Bona. What? Imagine. They accommodated oh, me at the Cosa oh, Mansion oh, no. that has more than six bedrooms. I was, however, sharing a bed with a gentleman who was looking after the house. So for me, that tells me he's ah! not even like, he's not even like in a guest bedroom in the house. He's like, you know, you know how mansions have like the maids' quarters or something where like there's that that mm. the groundsman's room, somewhere, but like in a bathroom or something like that of its own i think and if that was the case that is really disappointing and the thing is people keep on saying people keep on saying like i mean one one incident two incidences okay but like 
through and through, over and over and over again, another actor comes up and another actor comes up and another actor comes up and another actor comes up. Like all these things are coming out slowly and surely and it's very disappointing. But Bongani, what do you, mm. what would you do in this situation? This is your only job. These are the people in my company who are complaining, but this is your only bread and butter. How the rest of the cost, what is South Africa expecting them to do? Like, could they jobs? What should happen? You know, the thing is, with our industry, what is so sad is that there's always someone ready and willing to take your job. There's always someone who is earning Exactly. And for you, what you are looking down on is like, oh, a hundred rand increase. I'm going to take that. Thank you. And all I need to do is learn some lines and come and just play, you know, um, that's not to discredit and say that people are opportunistic, but if there is an audition and I'm going to be mm. paid, I'm going to go type of vibe, you know? And so it's, it's, it goes mm. back to the whole generation saga. Like it was great to see them standing up and just being one, but also like there's that whole element of, okay, we are one and now we are fired from generations and now my house exactly is and then there's other people this. who didn't mind but when now you've got a small business you've got a coffee company when i when that like it's 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 a very tricky one to like i do yes. agree with standing together and standing for what we believe in and standing for what is right but because the industry is not an industry that is regulated with standards and r- rules and like it's not an industry that you can like it's very it's it's very difficult to take someone to court over um them making you guys share rooms at Graham's Town, you know, during Graham's Town Arts Fest, mm. and instead of giving you your own personal room, because usually when you get into this, you you like you you sign going in knowing, and that's what he said. He said he accepted the offer knowing that it was three times lower than his normal rate, knowing that he has to pay for his own accommodation. But because you want it and you, I want, he literally said, I want it to be in their database. You want the opportunity so mm. much. There's someone who always wants the opportunity. It gets very hard to stand up when there's an accounting board of South Africa that says an intern must earn a minimum of 12,000 Rand for whatever they're interning in an accounting mm. firm then it's easier to stand up when you're earning 5.5 and say, no, I am being mistreated. This accounting firm is not living up to account according to the accounting regulations board that says that an intent should, we don't mm. have any of that shit. You know, someone was saying that we don't have trade. Unions. Yeah. Is why this is happening to actors being exploited. Like That's this. exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah. Mm, that is so true. But you know, the flip side of the coin, wow. and, the, and someone here, Activos Africa mentions it. He says there's a group of film companies and actors who are being who are behind the smear campaign on Ferguson Films. Actors left their previous employer silently, but can't do the same with the new black-owned Ferguson Films. That time, Ferguson Films is still new and never won even a single award. I don't know if they've won an award or not. I'm not sure about that fact. But there is that other side Haven't of the coin they, that... I think they have. I think they have, but there is that other side of the coin that so many performers and actors have been mistreated in this industry. Why is it that when it comes to the Ferguson, we know about them so well? Like, you can't tell me bomb mm-hmm. productions didn't mistreat people. Now, Abu Patu Cheta pictures with the whole Mushidi, was it Mushidi or what that, what's that lady's name um, on the river? 
there was that whole thing. But the pity lady. Yes, Red Pepper Studios. All of these places. Mm. You are you telling me burnt onion? Are you telling me every actor left with a smile on their face, happy to have worked with the production company? Um, probably not. But why is it that when people mm. meet the Ferguson's, they are so vocal about? Uh, the way uh, they were treated and mishandled. Whereas when other actors leave, I'm I'm pretty sure there are a lot of African black actors who have featured on um, Afrikaans TV shows as extras or as a character that is black and stuff like that. And the treatment wasn't so great, but they left there quietly. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I think it it, mm, it, it, it mm. raises, like it raises an eyebrow for me that yes there is the Fergusons yes this thread keeps on coming up but why specifically the Fergusons is there a, is there an agenda but also people could easily say it's because they flaunt their money all the time like we always seeing their cars we always seeing their big house we always see and maybe that's why actors are just like I'm gonna speak up because these people clearly they can afford to give me more than a hundred red rays <laughs> but whereas with productions like Burnt Onion and yeah, Black Pepper, that is like, true. you'll see the CEO come in in a beautiful car, but it's not so flashy as uh, Shona and Connie. I don't know. And I don't want to be throwing things out mm. there. But what do you think, you know? I think maybe you are, you are right. Like you, that's something. Cause I never thought of it like that because I'm just like so upset. Like, I think also maybe people expect the Fergusons to know better because they were in the industry and they exactly. were before before they became these owners they were in the industry knowing the, the how how they cheated how everything is it's almost like they're giving them the responsibility to be like guys you should be doing better because you know our positions in in the situation exactly so maybe that could be yeah, so maybe also people are looking at it like that. But also, I mean, I hear what you're saying because also with generations, the people only spoke now at the end when they were all like, you know what, guys, we're quitting. Yeah. But all along in between, no one was saying they, their amounts are too small or this and that. So, yeah, it, it could be a thing as well. Yeah, I really, for me, like... But another thing is, Bongani, mm. it, it could be also that they are... They, like maybe I don't even know who owns the the red paper and the all other studios um Funding Bundla's personal life. I do not know it at the great like the way they expose their life on Instagram because yeah. they decided that we're gonna be business people, but also we still wanna be celebrities and we still wanna be showing the flash. So people will not take them as business people and separate the fact that hurry. Yes, most of the money did come Gabona. They have money for themselves. So people are like, yeah, why are you driving an AMG and you're not paying this person this? So if they tried separating their business and personal life, maybe people won't be like, Mara, you guys are living in a mansion. Wada, wada, wada. Because yeah. we do know that Mfundi is... Mfundi. 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 Mfundi is... He's a, he's a baller. He's rich AF, but he's not... We don't see his life like, you know, so now we were just like, ah, this man, whatever. But we're not like, but wow, he lives in this house or he's doing this or he's doing that. So maybe if people try separate, I don't know. But I mean, you also have a point. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I hope it's, if anything, a bit of both and not like the extreme one or the other you know i hope it is a bit of yeah. a bit of ill treatment also mixed in with a smear campaign i think that's the only way i can look at this and mm. be like, okay this all makes sense but if it's all a smear campaign that's disgusting if it's all mis um ill yeah. treatment that's even worse and even more disgusting you know so yeah I, that's uh, that's uh. Just where i stand on the whole matter
So there's another actress who seems to be uh, mistreated, uh, Fundi Sozwane from Imbeu. Apparently, she asked for her mm-hmm. a raise. She plays much on Sela on the series. She asked for a raise, and now she's being axed, and she's going to be replaced by Brenda Mklong. And I'm seeing someone here saying, um, oh, great, another woman... Um, um, Another woman, let me see quickly if I can find it. Great. Another woman punished for knowing her worth. And that like really raised an eyebrow for me because mm. apparently this also happened to Zenande on, um, oh, is it Dineo? Some, it, I think this happened to someone on The Queen. Or oh, was it Mara? Who was it? Yeah, one of the three people who quit. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no, two. So it's Dineo, Mara, and then... Yeah, I forgot. But apparently someone asked for a raise as well yeah. somewhere there. I think, allegedly, someone asked for a raise there somewhere as well. And um, they got fired. And I think with... Do you think this is an ongoing trend with women in the industry? I I don't know. I don't I don't want to even put, uh, pinpoint it, get a woman, blah, 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 that. But it's just like more of a... If I'm putting myself in, in this, like maybe let's say Brenda's shoes, and then like they had fired you, and then they're like, Punza, we're giving you a new role. And I am not really making much bacon. I'm not mm. even doing it maliciously. I need to feed myself. You know what I mean? So I don't know if it's like, it's if it's it, like the woman standing up for her rights is, is good. But then are there, are there, is, is, is Twitter saying that I need to say reje- reject the job, knowing very well that another woman will also take the job because she has to feed her family, you know? Mm, 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 mm. So, so it's it, it's it's not uh, yeah. It's a tricky one. It honestly, is a tricky one, and I just tricky. hope I mm. just hope that it's not a trend once again. I honestly hope that it's not a trend. Yeah, 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 women, yeah. But for actors in general, you know. But there should also be like mm. um, what you call this? Um, you know how in corporate you have like um CPIs or something like that. It's like your performance index. Where they say to you, okay, oh, yeah? at the beginning of the year, what are your goals? What are you hoping to achieve? And you tell them. And afterwards, mm. they tell you, okay, cool. Based on that and based on what we know of you, this is what we expect you to, to achieve. And then at the end of the year, mm. they check it off. Did you achieve these things or not? And that sometimes determines whether you get a raise, sometimes determines whether you get a promotion and stuff like that. So, you know, in America, mm. television is taken so seriously to the point where um, where when they get they they always you know like when they do their voting um and they've got polls and they they always like have this information of this is how people are voting seventy two percent is voting this way and it always seems like it's got mm. they've got that fresh they've got the same or similar system for television where they get feedback from audiences before a show even goes out to audiences to see they will pilot it with the people that they the audience that they want to attract or a general mix of audience mm. members then those audience members will then take surveys on the episodes so maybe they're going to ask them to watch three episodes or something like that and they're going to take which character you're liking which character you're not liking and sometimes they just switch a a, a person mid-show like season one i know this happened on my wife and kids with the daughter claire and this was basically from the audiences uh the feedback in the polls saying that um the audiences Mm. were saying they don't feel the actress was playing the role so they like know okay we either need to tell her to do something different or we switch it up and get someone new asap but they 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 do those things and it's very interesting that we don't like i know it takes a lot of work to do those things with our television but it would be very interesting yeah. to see us 
work that hard in terms of finding uh, new people. And if, 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 if what I'm trying to get to is that that would be a cool thing to be part of your performance index. If you're saying to yourself, okay, if you say to the, and the network sits down and says, well, your audience ratings right now, when people watch the show and they rate the characters, they give you a 3.5 out of 10. Mm. And you say to them at the end of the year, yeah. I'll get a, I'll, I'll bump it up to a six, minimum six. And they say, okay, mm, um, mm, based mm. on your previous history, I think maybe you might get a five. And then you guys, okay, let's settle on a 5.5. End of the year, you must come back and we see, okay, what are your audience approval ratings right now? But I mean, there's so much that comes into play for mm. that because the writers come into play and all of that stuff. Like what storyline are they writing for you? But it goes back to that lady on Blood and Water who was just Chad's wife. And we were just like, uh, and then she gave that killer scene, you know? Yes. But like, there needs to be some system like that. So that when you say, I want to raise, it's not like, what do you mean you want to raise? And you say, yeah, the show's doing well. And they're like, yeah, the show's doing well because yes. we're all doing well. Like, it, then should everyone get a raise? Yeah. Type of type? But you can use something like yeah. your approval ratings or like when the, the tweets, when people tweet about the show, which, which character is being tweeted about the most i don't know i don't know i hate twitter and social media numbers but there needs to be something uh like when i go to the office and i tell the ferguson's guys i deserve a raise and they're like on what grounds and you're like okay yes. here are the statistics i'm yes. showing you paper here's what the people want and they love me why don't i you know what i mean like like yeah. how a normal company works to get a promotion to get a raise you know or maybe to stay on their database to show that these are the people the people love my performance so i feel like I am a, you know, I'm an important person on the show and I'm, you know, I'm doing the bill. I'm doing the most, you know what I mean? So that is a brilliant idea. Yeah. I love how shady you are with the whole, I'm staying on the database. Hey, Bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ah, you know what, Ned, this point, we're going to create jobs for ourselves because now we can't be forced to keep quiet because now we're scared we're not going to get jobs. I know it's fine. No, uh -uh. It's just a lot is happening here in this, in, in this industry in this country we need to do better we need to improve we need to move up like i mean yeah <laughs> well i mean in terms of improving yeah. and moving up uh blood and water is coming back with the season two how do you feel about yes! that i was I'm, like i was impressed i was like okay okay i see you i see you i mean it's really impressive it's really impressive, but I was also tweeting that I really hope that they open up um, the doors for more people and they're just like, guys, come through, come audition, we're adding more characters. But like, I still feel like they've got so many characters that they can dive into the backstories of the characters they have right now, you know? Like, um, mm -hmm. so it does feel kind of full already, but I, I would love to, man, come on, brief. Audition. They must open up. Our, I feel like maybe they can. Um, I don't know. Like add more volume with the other characters. We want people to have more jobs. But I'm happy that these people are gonna get like more. I mean, gonna be working again. And if they do really well with season two, it could be something that we all look forward to. Like with Insecure and all the other big shows that we're into. So yeah. I mean, it's really exciting time for the actors in the show. So congratulations. Yeah, no, definitely. Congratulations to all of them. So it seems like because of um, uh, what you call this corona and all of that, we might not get the show this year. I don't think they're even going to start shooting this year. But um, next year, 
early next year seems like when we could possibly be getting um the new show uh the new season of blood and water i just hope that they listen to the feedback that the people are giving like social media is out there and And the thing is about social Uh, media uh. um it, 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 it it with 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 something like twitter you can choose you all the information comes in at once. You just use the hashtag blood mm. and water. You'll get the good and the bad. So if you're only going to retweet the bad, the good and like the, and like the great and all the compliments, I hope when you go forward and you mm. create more, you also do pay attention to some of the notes that you received in the past from the bad, the ones you didn't like, mm. the ones you didn't retweet, you know? Yeah, I get you. Yeah, but we also need to uh, have the same mentality for ourselves in the future. Oh, that is so true. But I mean, like, we're not there yet. Like, I mean, the, that time will come where people are like, yeah, I could rewind it. Then we will take that feedback. And Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, we need someone to come through and throw us with that feedback first. So BET has a new show as well. It's called Isono, and it's going to be coming very, very soon. How amazing is that? Once again, it's about a strong black female who seems like she deals in the good and the bad. So she's a community leader and um, she is also, a, 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 I think, a drug kingpin. And she goes by a name, you know, like when they're like, who's, um, who's Barbaros? And no one knows Barbaros' face, but Barbaros runs the yes. whole operation something yeah but barbaros is Uh. mother is mother mary who is like a community leader and she's got a daughter who wants to be a singer and all of that it's it's quite interesting i mean rami chuen is going to be part of it nice it is quite nice it's going to be on bet um rami chuen is going to be part of it and uh the lead is going to be played uh, by ntati mushesh who is a brilliant actress if you ask me you know Mm -mm 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 -mm. She's. It says over here, Ntati oh, Moshesh, wow. Ntati Moshesh will, play a prote- will play the protagonist and the anti-hero Mary, a ruthless woman of faith. Rami Chuena joins the cast as Jumaima, a.k.a. Juju, an eccentric gossip monger who often buys into occasional conspiracy theories and gets the wrong end of the stick by making odd connections and pronouncements. I know it's also going to have... Um, who's this guy again? I've got, I've, I'm looking at his picture, but I've completely forgotten his face. Anyways, um, Anga Makubele is also yeah. going to be on it. Didn't like who knows also going to be on it. It's it's it seems like it's going to be a lot of people on there. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, I think yeah. what's very with BET, like I really love that they're trying to bring in the South African um stories and everything like that. But that other sh- comedy that they tried, Black Tax, was oh no 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 that one did not work. I mean also I mean didn't they aren't they. <laughs> Aren't they responsible for that show, Yalebu Matosa? They are. Oh, so ah. I mean, I hope they better I mean, deliver with this one. Reactions, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about mixed. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, the show will be airing um, on the 27th of July at half past nine on BET. I really wish I had um, what you call this on demand. DSTV. DSTV now so that I can watch it because it looks like it's going to be interesting. But Phil was saying that there's so many um, stories like this from the Queen with Harriet to the river to Gomorrah with Tati. Now there's also going to be another like um, 
evil drug kingpin sort of female character mm. type of superwoman anti-superwoman type of role you know yeah i mean it's very interesting because it's a new way of writing here in south africa but like I w- like is the is the character not going to be exhausted now the trope itself is it not going to be exhausted always seeing these black women mm. carrying guns and dealing with drugs and i'm so strong i'm so tough i i can be a mother but also mm, i can mm, play mm, mm, underground and run with the dogs but yeah it is what it is hey and as long as i think each of them has a fresh take and it doesn't feel like we're watching the same thing over and over i think i'd be willing to watch it mm. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like, but also more than anything, I'm excited for because every time you tell me there's a new show or whatever, I was just like, oh, this is so overwhelming. But then I'm happy that there's new stories, there's new writers coming in. There's like the whole story comes with a a bunch of people who are getting employed and are getting jobs. I mean, getting jobs and you know are being exposed. So I'm if I I won't necessarily watch all the shows, but I'm excited that people are getting employed and are getting money. You know. Because the employment unemployment rate is a wild. Yeah, they, that is a problem. Um, so another one I actually forgot to tell you about this one earlier on. It's going to be um a new show called Legacy. It's brought to you by Chetza Pictures once again with Patuma Guarela, and it's it it seems very interesting with startling storylines set in the fast lane world of investment billionaires and a sterling diverse cast. This new daily designed for DSTV's premium audience is destined to become the talk of the town when it launches in September, 2020 mega rich characters living dysfunctional lives in the award-winning HBO series succession in a fresh, distinctly South African context. That's what um, director Emna channel says. Add a daily mm. dose of the the bold and the beautiful color and concoction with pure escapism in the topical and aspirational style of the best Brazilian telenovelas, and you have legacy in a nutshell. Yeah, as it was a wise way to scribe. show, but I want to see what it's going to come out like. Patu's always busy, and it seems like this is from him again. Legacy is the brainchild of Patu Makwarela and Gurian Bainan from the multiple award-winning production company Chedza Pictures. Their latest feat, The River, uh, made a clean sweep at this year's SAFTA Awards with 10 Golden Horns. Johnny Babaruzon... Oh, 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 oh. Still breathing. Oh, She's directed... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> with Catherine. Cook and KJ Govinder. Trevor Brown is the director of photography. Legacy will be screened in September 2020 on MNET Channel 101. DSTV premium viewers can also catch the series on Catch Up or stream the episodes live via their mobile devices on DSTV Now. So many shows. So many shows. I love it because I'm praying I'm a yeah. Hey! Uh, Bongani, we want you to come in and yeah, this, 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 this. I... Here's here's a role. Here's 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 yeah. Here's the brief. I don't you're, even you're have an agent. It's at one p.m. <laughs> so someone also who's working on a new show is Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. Seems like Trevor Noah is just just yeah, you Trevor. know taking it all. Leaving he's putting us on the map. No, leaving no stone unturned. Literally. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I'm so proud. 
Yeah, so he's going to be working on a new show with um, the creator of Boondocks. And um, also the show will also have um, Roy Wood Jr., one of his correspondents on um, The Daily Show. So it seems like it's obviously going to be a comedy. I wonder if it's going to be an animation because it's got um, the creator of the Boondocks. So that I'm really interested to see if it's going to be an animation. But I mean, Zozi said, get in and occupy the damn spaces, you know? <laughs> Ish! Why not? Gena, gena, ungene, ungene. Let them know. Ah, wow. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, so the Boondocks creator, Aaron Magruder, is going to be joining the party. And as we all know, the Boondocks will also be coming back sometime soon. So that is very interesting. Comedy Central is going to be doing the things. Uh, I don't have Comedy Central, but I'm hoping that it's going to be on Netflix or something like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, we wish them all the best. I don't watch all these shows we mentioned here. I won't lie. Like, I need a review <laughs> first, like, after it's out. <laughs> and then I'll watch. Actually. We should actually uh, do a calendar where we put like the dates and times that these shows are coming out and if we're able to watch them and where they're available so that you and I can always oh, come yeah, back and yeah. talk about these shows and say, oh, remember that show that we spoke One about on this forward. episode? Well, yeah, we watched it this then. Yeah, but I honestly think this will this should definitely be the Press Forward um segment. So... Another segment. great um uh film television venture is... Sia Colisi's documentary that is being filmed by uh, Rock Nation Sports. I think um, the film uh, is going to be looking at Colisi's life and how the Springbok National World Cup uh, took place last year and how we came out on top, basically. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, that's very cool. Um, I think it's quite... Yeah, amazing. that's nice. I really do think it's like not even nice. It's like it's worth it. He he deserves it. Yeah, no, he definitely does deserve it. As we all know, yeah. Mm. Sorry for a second there, I didn't hear you. But as we all know, Rock Nation is owned by Jay Z. So I'm hoping the Chankuras are gonna come through and through. Yeah, they have to. I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like he did you? Oh no, I I I I thought I remember seeing his house on top billing, but it was actually uh. What's that guy? The Beast. They showed his house on top billing. These guys are making money. Mm. Just from rugby alone, they are making money. Sure. Yeah, me, I just thought I had rugby. Now I'm like, what? Okay, of course I couldn't have played rugby, but like, wow. Sports is... That's where the money's at in South Africa. <laughs> Idols is going to be pushing during this lockdown. Season 16 is currently in production phase. The shooting of mass and online auditions was completed before the government implemented lockdown on 26 March 2020. I, I, do, I, do I, I don't know. Hey? Honey, can't they take a break just for once? Like, let's wait. It's just like Miss Essay as well. Like, it's okay, guys. It's okay. We're not living in usual circumstances. I'm at least Miss Essay is not of our quality, no matter what. But idols also, yo, it's tiring. I know. I, I, I just you know, thought... you know your South Africans love, you know your South Africans love um, wooden mic. But wait, are they going to show wooden mic? Do we have it this year? I actually don't know because with um American Idol they also did the whole um um online auditions and all of that stuff. So I I I really don't know if they have if we're gonna still have wooden mic and stuff. Like I don't know. I I understand. 
you know what? I was about to say, I understand someone um, showing up and making a fool of themselves, making it seem as though that is a lot more work than being at home and recording yourself, making a fool of yourself. But I realized mm. that with the one where you show up, you stand in the queues, you lie, like it's it's even worse. So I wouldn't be surprised mm. if there are people who will be at who are gonna be at home and who are gonna make a fool of themselves just for the sake of making a fool of themselves and to be on wooden mic. I just think it must have been That's harder true. for the producers if they were gonna still be pushing this wooden mic thing, you know? Because mm, 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 no, when they true. come and audition. When they come in on the audition, you catch them in the audition, you catch all the crazies in the... But if people are submitting videos, then maybe you'll catch all the crazies there as well. I mean, I'm not interested, hey? Like, I'm just... Just one day I want to be a judge there. Yeah. <laughs> You'd like to be a judge there? Uh-huh. I'd like to. To be fun. I'd like to be a performance coach there. Mm. Take it up to the level of the voice essay because their performances there are fire. Like... Mm. It's, it's fire I want to be the one telling them what to do with the lighting telling the performer no move here don't hold don't do that don't turn around there <laughs> Come where's I leave it don't kiss the mic too much <laughs> those mannerisms are... <laughs> bend 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 hold on hold on hold on bend 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 <laughs> that's not excited too much much yeah, hey, relax a bit. <laughs> I'd love, to, I'd love to be that person. But I, they must take a break. I, I mean, I'm tired of idols for the. All right, Punta. I think we can just leave it there. Um, it's a bit disappointing that we're leaving it on such a sad note about idols coming back. But you know what? Is it really a sad note? Because I mean, at the end of the day, someone's dreams yeah, are going to yeah, come yeah, true. Yeah. You know, mm. for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's leave it there. Let's get into some more of the show. The Rewind. With Punza and B Tenacity. On Twitter, it's at the Rewind underscore SA. On Instagram, it's also at the Rewind underscore SA. Let us know what you think. See, la pogo, let your game. On Twitter. You can send us an email on the rewind sa at gmail.com you are listening to the rewind you are listening to the rewind people, people um, say our energy is nice together like <gasps> we were no, meant really. to be together <laughs> like. the rewind with Punza and B Tenacity. Right, guys. I was so happy. But can we just break down the, 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 the admin? Come on! Word on the street. Here we go again. Word on the street. My name is Tinyuko and I believe that youth representation in parliament is very important especially in a continent such as africa where majority of the populations are youth currently what we have in parliament is just window dressing of youth representation and even with those few people who are there you can see um, the type of inputs that they do and the type of changes that they do because they're not only thinking about um, the here and the now, but they're also thinking about the future and where we need to take the country. But unfortunately, not a lot of them are put in the right places. They put 
in kind of like ministerial com committees or like um, provincial parliaments when in fact you need more youth um, to be in the national parliament, to be in ministries, not just one person in a justice ministry, but you need people who are in places where they can make decisions because we do consult with with each other and we do do the research and we do care about taking the country forward and we do know that change is an essential part of life and an essential part of growth and it's the only way to take any country forward. Hi, my name is Leroy Marks. The Concord ruling on individuals being able to contest um, elections, provincial and national, is exactly what we need, I think, um, for our democracy to start being more representative of people on the ground. Um, too many times has the politics of a party um, conflated and almost been diametrically opposed by uh, to um, what happens in, in, in government. If you look at the ANC, for instance, um, the party president is always um, answerable to the party, um, even in his capacity as the president of the republic. That for me is a problem. So I think um, it's it's great that we'll have people who will only be um, have allegiance to the republic as opposed to a party and the republic. Um, so I think this is the beginning of good things to come because then the accountability um, of a candidate will not be hampered by the fact that they need to also keep the agenda of their parties um, alive. So it's a good thing. Here's the thing, whether or not um, the the finance of it is transparent, that's the issue and that can be legislated. Um, the fact that even big parties right now, they have their money sent to them. They've got more overheads, I'd, I'd argue, and therefore need more money. So when it comes to corruption, the patronage around one, um, around money, it's not a bad thing. I mean, it, it's, it's going to happen anyway. Um, the issue about independence also, it means that there's no agenda. So, you know, and if the agenda is there, it's very clear whose agenda it is. Um, I mean, I look at the NC right now and I'm like, you know, Cyril can do what he wants, but when we talk about what happened in Nazareth, he had to juggle so many things, even his deputy, even putting Zuma in, in the presidency, that was a tactical move because he had to make sure that he keeps his enemies close. So, yeah, the money um, I worry about, but I think no more than I worry about it in, 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 big, gov in big parties. I mean, for crying out loud, who knows who funds, um, you know, Chancellor House and all those things. Hi, this is Master Chaba Muloy, and whenever posed with the um, the conversation or the question um, regarding youth representation in the government, I think of the saying that is an African proverb, I think, where it speaks to something along the lines of, if you do not initiate the youth into the community, it will burn down the village just to feel its warmth. And I feel like that's where we currently stand with our government. We are ready and willing to catch the baton, because essentially this is a relay race, yet the baton has not been passed on to us. Um, and in a sense, I think we are the best equipped to provide strategies for education, for healthcare, for um, creative solutions to unemployment and social security um, in essence. Um, and to some extent, the way it is being, our governments are being run, um, feels like it's the same machine with a different face.
And I think really it is time that the youth, we take our positions and we take our roles and responsibilities very important, um, um, very seriously when it comes to policy creation, essentially, um, because we're going to have to face things such as land reform, you know, um, going forward and socially economic emancipation, essentially. And if we are dealing with a wounded soldier from 1960 who cannot imagine what 2050 may look like when we have robots and VR and AR and diseases that are, haven't been imagined yet. I'm not too sure that we're going to be able to deal with that future if we aren't equipped. So I think there's a lack of youth representation for sure in our government. And that lack is going to result in, it's, it's going to work against us essentially. Word on the street. Here we go again. Alright guys, so welcome back. Opoza is nervous and she is giggling over here and she's making me laugh because she knows we're going to just close off word on the street right now. Earlier on, we're asking you, do mm-hmm. you think there's going to be more youth representation in government now that uh, people can run independently to be um, a holder of a public office? And we said we're going to give Putza some time to decide. Putza, uh, I mean, like, you know, where's your history set now? <laughs> You know, if um if I were to be like it's 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 not my I wouldn't comment on it because it's it's uh, it's it's a topic I'm not interested in. I know nothing about any of that. I mean, you mentioned that we don't have it, but I was like, oh yeah, actually, we don't have it because I have no clue that parties, the president, this that, and I'm like, oh wow, well, I know it's June 16. Bongani just gave me a whole history lesson. So I mean, I'm just gonna reserve my comment and like, keep it to myself. Um. I know nothing about <laughs> any of the things you mentioned. So I'll set this one out. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for your honesty. That's what we love at this show. <laughs> well, guys, um, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Rewind. It's been a great one. There's been a lot that we've discussed. And we hope that when it comes to gender-based violence issues here in South Africa, we're definitely going to see a change. Um, go out there. We shared some resources with you guys. Go out there and sign petitions and do what you need to do. Um, and let's mm. make sure that this witch, this not even a witch hunt, this uh, femicide that is going on in our country really comes to an end. Punta, do you have any closing words? Um, no, I have no closing words. None whatsoever. None. Okay. Oh well. I mean, South Africa <laughs> can leave you like that sometimes, speechless. Yep, definitely. (laughs) All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. YouTube Digest. The the Rewind. Ujiwa King. Am I saying this right? Ujiwa King. Press forward. Word on the street.